We're in the Psalms. We're in a great part of the Psalms. We're in part of the Psalms of of rejoicing. Uh, We are rejoicing before the Lord. We are, you know, we're not too far from Psalm 100. We're at Psalm 96, 95 last week, 96 this week. Let's stand and I'll read these 13 verses, fairly short psalm, uh, a focused psalm, a psalm focusing on the worship of God, thanksgiving and praise to God, and upon our singing. Hear God's Word, His holy, inspired, inerrant, infallible Word from the Scripture uh, translated into a version of English that we can understand easily. Hear God's words. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless His name, proclaim good tidings of His salvation from day to day. Tell of His glory among the nations, His wonderful deeds among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before Him. Strength and beauty are in His sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name the glory of His name. Bring an offering and come into His courts. Worship the Lord in holy attire. Tremble before Him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Indeed, the world is firmly established. It will not be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar in all it contains. Let all the, then all the trees of the forest will sing for joy before the Lord, for He is coming, for He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in His faithfulness. Let us pray. Father, we've read Your Word. You have told us that if we would worship you aright, we would worship you in spirit and in truth. Therefore, we pray that as we have, we've read the unvarnished word of truth, we pray that the Spirit would apply it to us. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Please be seated. There is the singing of the Lord all the way through the Bible, all the way from beginning to end. Job tells us uh, there at the end of where he, he, he begins to summarize and he begins to learn from the Lord as he is repented in dust and ashes. In 38, he says, the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. And that was at the creation. Genesis 1 and 2, they have the creation there. There's that creation there. And then there's this great disruption in Genesis chapter 3. In Genesis chapter 3. Chapter 2 ends with, with Adam and Eve 
realizing that they are naked, but they are not ashamed. There was nothing to worry, no sin yet at the end of chapter 2. But then chapter 3 says, now the serpent was more crafty. And so there is a change there. There is a break. But that's chapter 3, and in the middle of chapter 3, in the middle of the curse, from Genesis 3.15 on, there's once again a cause to sing. Salvation is on the move. Oh, woe is Adam. Woe is Eve. Woe to the sons of Adam. Woe to the daughters of Eve. What shall we do? Adam and Eve may well have said to one another. We are undone. The whole head is sick. The whole heart is faint. From the sole of the foot even to the head, there is nothing sound in it. Only bruises, welts, and raw wounds, not pressed out or bandaged, nor softened with oil. That's from Isaiah. Jeremiah would describe the situation of sin this way. The harvest of, is, is past, the summer is ended, and we're not saved. They could have said that there in the garden. For the brokenness of the daughter of my people, I am broken. I mourn. Dismay has taken hold of me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Surely this, this sin we have inherited from Adam and Eve, from Adam's transgression is not all bad, is it? Surely we can think straight on our own on some things, can't we? Surely there are, there are some good things we can do even under this curse, aren't there? I, I, surely I, I know some good people, don't you know some good people? Isn't that possible? The Lord thunders from heaven. In Romans 3, he says, there's none who does good. There is none righteous, not even one. There is none righteous. There's none who understands. There's none who seeks after God. All have turned aside. Together they have become useless. There is none who who does good, there is not even one. Their throat is an open grave. Their tongues they use to keep deceiving. The poison of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their paths. This is, this is who we are as Adam and Eve's descendants. There's nothing, there's no, Romans 3.18, there's no fear of God before their eyes. Jeremiah says it this way, the heart is more deceitful than all things and desperately wicked or desperately sick. Who can understand it? And yet the Lord says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind. This one who's coming to judge the earth, according to Psalm 96. I test the mind. I give to each man according to his ways, according to the result of his deeds. Oh, what shall we do? We cannot save ourselves Listen to the indictment. Listen to the charge. Listen to the verdict. Listen to the curse, the curse of God, the curse on all mankind, on Adam and on Eve and on you. 
And the Lord God called the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden. sound of you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to me, she gave me from the tree and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed. Cursed are you more than all cattle, and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you will go, and dust you will eat all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. In pain you will bring forth children. Yet your desire will be for your children... And he will rule over you. A certain amount of disconnect there and difficulty in marriage. Then he said to Adam, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat from it. Cursed are, is the ground because of you. In toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles shall grow. It shall grow for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you will eat bread until you return to the ground. Because from it you were taken, and to dust you shall return. Now the man called his wife Eve, because she was the mother of all the living. That includes you and me in that verse. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and Eve and clothed them. What shall we do, Adam asks? We are cursed. We will now return to the ground, to the dust. Is there no hope? Cursed by God, cursed by God, our maker, cursed, cursed. But listen, Eve, he, he cared for us. He, he killed animals. He shed their blood. And he covered our nakedness. I wonder what that means. He has not rejected us altogether he did not carry out the sentence of death that was upon us fairly and and well declared immediately it would have been just according to his command we shall not immediately die now now we shall die but not today not in the day we ate of the, of the fruit about which he commanded us not to eat. There, there must be mercy in his justice. There must be some hope. What did he say in the middle of that curse? Our enemy, Satan, will be our enemy every day. He will evidently be the enemy of all our offspring, all our children, all our seed, but, but Eve, he, he spoke about your seed, your single seed, your, your individual offspring. He said, he didn't say they, he said he. He did not say seeds, he said seed. He, 
him, one offspring. Isn't that what God said? A single individual seed that our enemy will strike and harm. But what will your seed, your one offspring do? That part is not a curse. He's going to be our hero. He will bruise the head of our enemy. He will crush his head. He will break his head for us. Eve, this is mercy. He will bring us out of the pit that we deserve. He, this, this seed, he, he will be harmed greatly for us. But he will redeem us. The Lord was silent for a long time. He spoke up and he clarified this promise from time to time to Abraham, speaking about all the nations, to Moses, to David. (laughs) The curse is like pluff mud. You know what pluff mud is? Carolina coast, North Carolina coast, South Carolina coast, maybe other places. It's a, it's a mixture of algae and decaying animal and plant matter, particularly that Spartina grass that will slice you open, and sediment. And they're bacteria, they call them detritivores, detritivores that, 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 that consume the detritus that's in this black, Pluff mud and and the, and they take out sulfates and they and and when they respire they they put out hydrogen sulfide and so it smells it's, it's it's black mud and it smells like rotten eggs. But inside this pluff mud, imagine a a hard, rough shell with razor-sharp edges that are like the, the effects of that sin in our lives. And inside the shell is a gooey, slimy, living organi- organism that actually some of us like to consume. And within that could be a pearl. Now, I know pearl oysters are not actually the ones you, you pick up at, at at the Carolina coast, but stick with the illustration. So tucked in that goo goo of the fallen world, the sticky and gooey and stinky muck of the cursed creation in that dangerous rough encasement of the shell sunk into that very black muck. Inside the gooey organism within it was placed from a perfect place in heaven a pearl of great price. And so, as Psalm 96 commands us, we have a reason to sing. The whole world was lost in the darkness of sin. The light of the world is Jesus. Or, O little town of Bethlehem, How still we see thee lie. 
Above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shineth an everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. So if you have, if you have the outline there in the, in the little picture, you, you have the little fellow and the little lady singing of sing to the Lord a new song, sing to the Lord all the earth. Jesus was coming. So sing a new song. Adam, is there any hope? Eve, is there any reason to have children? To raise them in a world filled with the darkness of sin without and within? Listen to Isaiah. If if Adam was was created about 4,000 years or so before Christ, then he lived about 25% of that, that, that number of years. He lived about a millennium, 969 years. And then, and then another millennium went by. And then another millennium went by. And then 300 more years went by. And then Isaiah says this in chapter 42, Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry out or raise his voice, nor make his voice heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and a dimly burning wick he will not extinguish. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not be disheartened or crushed until, until he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands will wait expectantly for his law. Thus says God the Lord who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and its offspring, who gives breath to the peoples. And he says, I will appoint you as a covenant to, my, to the people, as a lighter to the nations, to open blind eyes, to bring prisoners out of dungeons, to, to those who dwell in darkness out of the prison. I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another, nor my praise to graven images. Now I declare new things. So this is Isaiah beginning to declare it more openly and more clearly about what was going to happen on the cross, how Genesis 3.15 was really going to take place. You know, I mean, he's, he's counting down. It's only 700 years before Jesus is going to come now. And he says at that point, sing to the Lord a new song. Gee, Jesus was coming. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing his praise from the end of the earth. It's Isaiah 42.10. You who go down to the sea and all that is in it, you islands, it's everywhere, Sing aloud, let them shout for joy, let them give glory to the Lord and declare his praise in the coastlands. And he says, I will make darkness into light before them. So Jesus was coming. Then, then Jesus came to earth. So Luke 2, you have, you have the, the, the angel and then, and then the multitude of heavenly hosts. Do not be afraid, Luke 2 says, for I, but I, I bring you good news of great joy. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. So you can take Psalm 96. Look at the first six verses. And you can join in with, with the cherubim and the seraphim. Join the heavenly host. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name, proclaim good tidings of his salvation from day to day. Tell of his glory among the nations, 
his wonderful deeds among all the peoples. If you, if you use the, it's, it's Wednesday, but Sunday's coming, uh, my recommendation is that you go through there, and every time it, it refers to the whole world, all the peoples circle it. Because this good news, although it's, it's back here in the Psalms, maybe a, maybe a thousand years before Jesus came, it, it goes back at least to, uh, to David's time in First, First Chronicles 16, as we, we looked at that earlier, a thousand years ahead of time. But it's saying it's going to go. It's not just Israel. It's going to go to the whole world. And that's what part of what Psalm 96 is about. Verse 6, splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are his sanctuary. Jesus was coming. Jesus came through Isaiah, Luke, and now Jesus rose from the dead. So those of us who live after, after the resurrection, we can sing a new song. I mean, this song just gets newer and newer. And you get to sing this one. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. And that's just before an angel. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid for I know that you're looking for Jesus. For he has risen just as he said. He has risen from the dead. So focus on the outward sweep of Psalm 96. I mean, it's good to go back and study what it meant in in 1 Chronicles 6 when, when David was rejoicing and leaping and dancing before the Lord to bring uh, the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem, to Zion, the right way and with the blessing of the Lord. But it goes so far beyond that. Psalm 96 says, think about spreading this gospel to the world. Um, Things that I recommended in that uh, Wednesday to Sunday Bible study would be to double underline all the things we are to do. You know, ascribe, let, so forth, our, our commands. And then circle the, the nations and the peoples and the earth and the world. Uh, and consider all the times that uh, Jehovah, Yahweh, is spoken of in this psalm. And especially where it says, the Lord reigns. Or Jehovah or Yahweh, Malak, the Lord reigns. And then it gives you three times the reason you, for this, for this, for this, reasons you should worship the Lord. And then to recognize that for us, I mean, we have judgment facing us, but we have an advocate to take our place. But he's coming to judge the earth. He's coming to judge the world. He's coming. So I suggested that when every time it said coming and, and judge, you do a zigzaggy line. If you do it all, I mean, I can do that on, in, in Word. I can, do, I can check on a underlining with zigzags. Um, it, but it's, it's like we've got, some, we've got a job to do. If, if we're declaring that Jesus is coming and he's coming to judge the world and he's going to judge in fairness, then his justice either falls on the Savior or it falls on your friend, it falls on your cousin, it falls on your neighbor, it falls on your co-worker, it falls on your teacher, it falls on your, your loved one. We have, those, those, are, those are words that should inspire us to, to get up and to, to share that gospel. Look at verses 7 through 9. Let the world know. Tell them the import of Psalm 96. Verses 7 
let's say seven and eight. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Bring an offering and come before his courts. There's only one offering that's acceptable. His name is Jesus. Worship the Lord in holy attire. Tremble before him all the earth. And, and so you've been to the resurrection. You've, you've been to the, to the empty tomb. You know he's come. You, you know he's risen. And now he's been working with you and he's, you know he has declared you just if you've, if you've asked forgiveness of your sins. And he's, he, has, he has not only cleansed you and wiped your, your record clean as, as though you had never sinned, just as if you had never sinned, but he has placed Christ's credits, Christ's righteousness, Christ's perfection, perfect, perfect obedience on your computer printout list, on your record. So you stand justified before Almighty God, a cause for rejoicing. You can say, our Father who is in heaven, because you've been adopted into the family. And then he's given you this real life that you live. You have the new birth. You're being made more like him every day, and you're looking forward to being glorified when you leave this place. So mark the progress when you go through. Praise the Lord. Sing a new song when you are faithfully having your devotions in 2021. And maybe you started in 2019 or 2020. Or you, you, have, you have been living with your husband or wife in a, in a more gentle way. Or you have been share, actually sharing the gospel with people nearby. about You're willing to take a stand for Jesus. Praise the Lord. Loving kindness. His loving kindness is better than life, you could sing. My lips shall praise thee, thus shall I bless thee. I will lift up my hands in your name. Or, all the way my Savior leads me, cheers each winding path I tread, gives me grace for every trial, feeds me with the living bread. Though my weary steps may falter and my soul athirst may be, gushing from the rock before me, a lower spring of joy I see. Gushing from the rock before me, lower a spring of joy I see. So he leads you all the way. He's led you through to today. That, that's why you can sing. Sing his glory. Sing a new song every day because he's led you through another day. And he's coming back. This is one of the Yahweh, Malak, the Lord reigns. He reigns forever. His, his reign is secure on his throne. Look at verses 10, 11, 12, and 13. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Indeed, the world is firmly established. It will not be moved. He will judge the people with peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad. Let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar in all it contains. In other words, all the world around. Let the field exult in all that is in it. Then all the trees of the forest will sing for joy before the Lord. For he is coming. He's coming again. He's coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. And so we, we sing the songs of Revelation. We sing from chapter 5 of Revelation. You were slain, you were slain and purchased for God 
with your blood men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. So, so what do you tell people? What do you have to share? Psalm 40 verse 3 says it this way. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. How blessed is the man who has made the Lord his trust. You know the Psalms. Sing the Psalms. Share the Psalms, including Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim the good tidings of his salvation from day to day. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Every time I read that, whether it's at Psalm 96 or one of the other places like 48 in, in Scripture, I, I think about John Hunter, oh, who, by the way, loved, loved to raise his hands, wanted me to raise my hands more often, uh, and often started his prayer on Wednesday night. These, these are just beautiful memories to me. Go to prayer meeting. Our prayer meeting, somebody's prayer meeting, spend some time in prayer, lengthy prayer, and use psalms like this in your praying and in your singing. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And worship Him in holy attire, in the splendor of holiness, in the beauty of holiness, in the splendor of His holiness. Different ways you translate it. Psalm 96. May, may that be your life, that really it will be a new song, that you live your life and speak the greatness of the Lord. Use Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord.